Hello everyone and welcome to Iris Interviews. You are listening to A Leader's Impact, our podcast channel for business owners, managers and change makers. So I'm Beth Flanagan and I'm the Senior Accountancy Market Specialist here at Iris Software Group and today I am so, so excited and delighted to have here with me the wonderful Dawn Marriott who's partner at HG Capital. So today we're going to be talking all about creating a successful mindset and how you can find your feet in the business world. This is such a magical subject for me, Dawn. I could talk about this all day because I love being <laughs> positive and staying positive and things like that. So this will be a good one. But before we get started, Dawn, I think it might be just a great starting point for our listeners to have a little bit of a rundown about our careers and, and where we got to our current role. So I'll go first if that's okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I'm an accountant and I've been an accountant for, oh, I don't like to keep count these days, but about 27 years <laughs> if I am counting. But my last employed role, other than being employed at Iris right now, was the financial controller for four of the Daily Mail companies. And then we got made redundant. And if there is such thing as a nice redundancy, that happened for me because I then decided, do you know what? I want to do it myself. I'm going to try and do my own business and start up. I'd never worked in practice. I'd always worked in industry. So it was a big change for me. And I thought, you know, if it doesn't work, I can go and get another job. But it was brilliant. It lasted 17 years and I successfully sold my business. And then I then went to work for Iris Group <laughs> because I love Iris. I use their software in my accounting practice. So it was a bit of a natural progression, really, to go to the other side, to the vendor side and to work for a company that I truly love. So that's sorry, I've rambled on a bit there, Dawn, but <laughs> that's a bit about me. Um, could you introduce yourself, please, and tell me a little bit about your career and how you got to where you are now? Yeah, of course. Well, firstly, let me just say hello and good morning or good afternoon, depending on what time our listeners are uh, listening to this podcast. But it's fantastic, Bev, to hear your story. I'm always an admirer of people that have had a varied career and that have taken risks along the way. And just hearing your story then reminded me uh, just of what a rock star you are. So uh, I feel really honoured today to be here. Uh, oh, thank you. Likewise. <laughs> kind of quick version of my uh, my history. So didn't go to university, got a great first job, brilliant role models along the way. A big substantive part of my career was I spent almost 20 years working at what became a large PLC called Capita. It was actually quite a small company when I first joined. So the last job I had there, I was on the PLC board. I was the group COO and we had 75,000 people in our workforce at that time. So lots of different experience there, building teams, leadership, M&A, delivering services to customers. So the whole gambit. And then I kind of probably a bit like you, I had a moment where I had an opportunity to change and I thought I want to do something different. Um, and through a personal connection, I ended up meeting the guys at HG where I joined. Um, HG is an investment firm. They invest in software and tech services companies in Europe and North America. So I joined there initially uh, just to help out with an investment they were going to make. And then six years later, I'm still there. <laughs> so I guess it kind of worked out okay. But during that time, I was very, very lucky that I had an opportunity to step in as the CEO of one of their companies. And that particular company was an accountancy practice, um, quite a large one. They're the eighth largest in the UK today. Um, it's called Azets today. At the time, it was called something different. So I spent a couple of years as the CEO of that business. And then I found a, the right CEO. And uh, at that point, I then became, I guess, a mentor to the team, a coach to the rest of the team and a board member. And in between doing all of those other things, I've done lots of different projects with HG Capital. I currently chair another business, which is all about hosting, 
domain names, web services for SMEs. So I'm a big, big passionate believer in supporting SME type businesses. In that particular business, we have two and a half million customers in 18 different countries. So uh, that which is pretty exciting. I also chair a what is now a scale up. I've been doing that for six years. It was a startup. And uh, so, yeah, I guess that's the rundown on my career. Very varied once I'd left Capita, but a big fan of the accountancy profession. That is so lovely to hear. <laughs> Thank you. Sounds like you've been very busy, Dawn. <laughs> Just a bit of stats here that I found. So according to the Harvard Business Review, a massive $356 billion was spent on leadership and development efforts. And they say to be a great leader, you need the right mindset. And, and I totally agree with that. I'm not sure about the 356 billion. I've not quite got that much in my bank. But and but you <laughs> mentioned as well, Dawn, about mentors. And I think that is so important to have. You, you know, yourself, you, I follow you on social media. I've done for a little while, just as our CEO, Alona, as well. I follow her and, and, and I see these type of people as very much as inspirational. And you, you don't need, you don't need to necessarily have a paid mentor you can if you want to but yeah. there's, there's lots of people out there on social media now that you know have massive followings and they're posting every single day and just to keep up with having that right mindset just following these types of people like yourself even like famous people like Stephen Bartlett he's massive on LinkedIn at the moment and I follow him just stuff like that I think puts you in the morning in, in a massive positive mindset and it makes the day better I think I'm not just saying this and I know it sounds cheesy but I did have a mentor in the past as well I've had quite a few uh, paid for ones as well and they were brilliant um, when, when I had my business but one of them suggested that every single morning you listen to a YouTube video all about about having a positive mindset and setting yourself up for the day and I still do that now even though I don't have my business anymore but I still do that and I do think it's so important that you know this would lead on to law of attraction this as well but you know having that positive mindset what you put out you get back I totally totally believe that and I think that that helped me along my journey in my business as well to successfully sell it but being all positive sometimes that's easier said than done and yeah. we do, there are challenges on the way. So, Don, what challenges have you faced in your career now? Have you overcome them, please? Yeah, no, that's a, it's a great question. But if I may, I just want to make a comment, Bev, on something you said then about when you get up in the morning. So actually, I have, like all of us, I have my own little routines. But in the morning, I always, without fail, even at the weekends, I ask myself a question and I literally say it out loud. What kind of day do I have today? Brilliant. And the reason I do that is because I think... It's great to have inspirational role models or podcasts or clicks on YouTube, but actually the person that can impact the kind of day you're going to have more than anybody else is actually yourself. Yeah. Um, so I think every day I kind of make that choice about how is it going to be? And although you can't control that because other things might happen that you haven't expected or people come along and they try to throw you off track. But the way you react to any unplanned situation that might be negative, it's still in your control. Yes. So again, I know we haven't got to tips for the listeners yet, but honestly, that would be one of the things that I would say if you were to ask me for tips is actually you make the decision about what kind of day you're going to have. Um, you know, and every day is an opportunity and, and every day is special. But back to your question, <laughs> what kind of challenges have I overcome at work? So actually, I know your question is about work, but... I don't know whether it's because I'm the eternal optimist, but all the challenges I've ever faced at work, I've never seen as super complicated or things that I can't solve or things that I can't navigate. 
The challenges that I feel I face that have been the most difficult is when home life and work life are competing. So, for example, I've got children and maintaining a full time career where you've got a position of seniority and responsibility and you have kids is really, really hard because you're constantly juggling. And I wouldn't say you lose out on one or the other. But you are just constantly juggling and there's never enough time. And inevitably, the person that ends up with the most challenge around that is you because you kind of do all the right things for your colleagues and your team at work. You do the right things for your kids. But then what's left in the middle for yourself is literally you're on a minus. So sometimes over the last 30 odd years, navigating my career because I chose to become a mom several times over, That was difficult. And then the other thing that was never a challenge to me in the early part of my career, but I'd say it's been in the more recent time of career, because I didn't go to university, that that has actually felt like quite a challenge for me. And it's never been a difficulty in terms of doing the job, but it's about how others perceive you. Yeah. And there have been people in my peer group that I know have not viewed me as positively as I think they ought to have done because of that. And they've been very judgmental. And again, because that's not about what I deliver at work, it's not about how I operate at work. Actually, I found that quite difficult because it almost feels to some extent like a form of, um, it sounds a really dramatic work, a bit of discrimination, but I think that probably is what it is. Yeah. So, so yeah. So they've so, they assumed that where, where you got to in your career, that, you've, that you had to have gone to university to get to yeah. that point. Yeah, yeah. I can see why that's a bit discriminative, yeah. Don't get me wrong, I don't lie awake worrying about these things. But if I had to summarise what have been the difficult things to deal with at work, as I say, it's definitely not the actual jobs, it's not the environment, but it's been about personal circumstances and how others have tried to make me feel, even Mm. though they probably didn't mean it. They have been, for me, the things that I found difficult. Right. And how did you overcome that then? Well, the mum bit, you just have to get on with it because you can't... (laughs) create more time in your day that is for sure but you do have to ruthlessly prioritize yeah and actually even if you didn't have children and you've just got too much to do because you might be caring for somebody else or you know you might have two jobs or whatever it is but actually I think ruthlessly prioritizing your time and realizing that the most valuable asset that you ever get is time at work home so that's probably how I overcame that prioritized and dropped a lot of things that weren't important learned to be a brilliant delegator which is absolutely key in my view and just got on with it actually and and as you were saying at the beginning if you maintain a positive attitude and you kind of you know always choose to make the best of every situation yeah however bad it is you can kind of get there so I would say from that point of view that's how I coped with that and the point around the, you know, when peers might make you feel not as great as you would like, well, again, you just have to think, get on with it. How hard yeah. is It's not the end of the world here. And what somebody else's prejudices might be about me, that's their problem, not mine. Exactly. I love that. That's yeah. brilliant. So, yeah, you don't want to be arrogant about it. But yeah. at the same time, you can only you can only deal with what you can control and you can't control how somebody else feels. So best to stick it in a box, put the lid on, put a big rock on the top, stick a bow on it and chuck it in the river. <laughs> and do you know what? That is brilliant. And I've got, you You don't even know this, Dawn, but on my um, home screen, on my laptop, got a quote on it that I see obviously every single day that says, don't worry about things I cannot control. And I think, <laughs> 
and I, I think I used to be like that though. I did, I did used to be a massive worrier when I first started my business as well. Uh, you know, you've got everything to do. Like, yeah, I'm an accountant. I'm starting an accountancy firm, but now I'm, I'm the marketing person. I'm the salesperson. I'm the cleaner. I'm, I'm everything. And so you, you get a bit stressed. You can't help it getting a bit stressed when you've got all that to do. But yeah, and exactly like you've just said, delegate. That's a big thing as well. Don't think you can do everything yourself because that that would massively mess with your mindset as well. Thinking that no one's as good as you are. They might not be, but you know, um, <laughs> delegate delegate things that you know that somebody else might do better than you, and that gives you that time back so that you can you know concentrate on other things. So we might have got some listeners right now that have had a bit of a career knockback or, or knockback in their business. Yeah. Um, what what do you think is something that they can do to bounce back? I'm sure it's some stuff that you've already just said, but is there anything that you can think of that you can like, right, come yeah. on, get yeah. on with it. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry about it. Exactly. And I don't, and I don't want to give the impression that my career has all been plain sailing because I've done loads of really difficult things and loads of things haven't gone well. And, you know, big plans that I was striving for didn't quite work out. So I've definitely dealt with the knockbacks as well. And I think when those things happen, First of all, you need to take the time out to realise that actually things aren't going well, because sometimes I think if you're so focused on something, it can be drifting away or falling away around you and people just keep fighting and they keep pushing forward without actually stopping to think, actually, am I ever going to achieve this? Is it achievable? Maybe I need to just course correct a little bit. So I think that would be the first thing that I would say. So it's when things don't feel like they're going great, it's constantly just pause to review where you've got to and go, yeah. Am I where I'm trying to get to? Is that realistic? Yeah. And if it's not, that's okay, but acknowledge it and come up with a new plan. And that doesn't mean it's about failure, but you can only deal with things when you acknowledge that they're a problem or a challenge. Yeah, um, exactly. And when you're at that point as well, uh, ask for help. It's a bit like the, you know, we just talked about delegating when you've got too much to do. When you've got something difficult to overcome or you're finding it difficult, talk to somebody else. And that's where having a great network comes in. Yeah. If you if you invest in your network, you give to your network, when you need to take something from it, you can do that. And usually when things aren't going well, that's when you most often need a second opinion or need a little bit of help. So I think if things aren't going well, acknowledge it. Bring bring your mates in, phone a friend, however you describe it, and reset your plan. You know, do you think, it, do you think sometimes though that's easier said than done for people though, Don? You know, like uh, some people that I need help, but I, I don't because I feel like I've done something wrong or I feel like they're going to judge me in any way, even though they definitely need to phone a friend, as you just said, and they need that help. But but do you think some people might not want to do that just because they they might you're just scared of how they seem to the outside world that they've done something wrong or took that wrong step yeah most definitely look asking for help is not easy yeah. whether it's at work whether it's at home wherever it is because nobody wants to admit that they kind of need help yes and um, so and I think especially at work if you I'm just imagining when you were describing you know setting up your own practice and you've got to be the cleaner the client <laughs> deliver the market yeah, everything kind of got it all going on and you but and you've probably got people around you in your immediate team that you probably wouldn't want to ask either because you yeah. don't want to be seen as being vulnerable, yeah. which is why it's important to have a network that spreads beyond your immediate people that you work with. You know, so you, you have got people that you can go to and trust. 
so I think it, there's nothing wrong in asking for help it you know I'm sure everybody that it feels like a very obvious thing to say but let's just assume for a minute that you just can't overcome that you cannot get your head around asking yeah. for help but you know you're one of those people that has to solve it yourself and I've definitely been that at times by the way because I always try to look invincible uh, <laughs> not but if you have got to fix it yourself do sit down write things down make a mind map write the pros and cons you know and try and analyze why things haven't gone how you expected and create just a new plan yeah and I and you know but I, I'm a big believer in writing stuff down because it makes you it makes you able to structure your thoughts and if something's not going well you can often have that feeling of being overwhelmed yes so when you feel overwhelmed, you can't see the wood for the trees, no. which is why you need to pause and structure your way out of it. So, you know, I, and I hope actually there are no listeners out there that are in that situation because it is pretty miserable. Um, but my best advice will be go find somebody else that can help you think straight and help you navigate your way out of it. Because there's always yeah. some, there's always an option. There's always a way forward, no matter it, how it feels. Definitely, and even if it's not like a business colleague or uh, another business uh, person that you know or something like that, just go to your family as well. I used to do this as well. My husband, he won't be listening to this, so it's good. I can talk about him, but <laughs> but um, he's he's not business minded, so he, you know I'm, I'm that person that did the business. But on the other side, though, so I did all the businessy things. I did got all the clients, did the work, etc., brought the money in. But on the flip side, he's always there for me if I need a, you know, somebody to, to talk to, even if you might not understand what I'm talking about, if I'm talking about, I don't know, VAT yeah. <laughs> returns and payroll and things. But he's always good to be there to just to bounce ideas off and then to look at it from a different perspective. And, yeah. and I do always... I do always believe this, that you should always turn a negative into a positive. Like what? Right. OK, something's not gone my way. Let's learn from it. What can I learn from it? How can I turn this into a positive? And like you said, Don, how can I turn this into a positive and move it into a different direction that gets me back on track? And I think that sometimes, again, that's easier said than done. But just having that time out for yourself, I don't know, just go to a local coffee shop or something, take yeah. somebody with you or do it yourself. Like you said, take a notebook or whatever and just get the processes out of your head because that's another thing I think and this is from my personal experience as well the more I worry and think about stuff the worse it gets yeah so I have you have to empty your head I think so get yeah. it out or whether it's on paper whether it's on your iPad or whatever get get it out there share that with other people and then start to make that plan and make things happen because if it's yeah. just in your head you're going to lose sleep over it because you're going to be constantly thinking and that's when it's just really really bad and like you said I really hope that people that are listening to this aren't suffering and, and feeling like this but if you are just to know that there is a way out and that we can help you and obviously reach out to us I'm more than happy to to have a chat with you about anything but yeah Sorry, I'd come back on you with that actually is that one of the reasons sometimes why you can feel so overwhelmed is people put off dealing with it yes so when it's not going well so you know I think if you are in that situation today you've got to wake up in the you know wake up this morning have you ask yourself the question how how am I going to be today what yeah. kind of day am I going to have tell yourself you're going to have a great day and then sit down and tackle whatever it is that's bothering you yes um you know so I think hit it head on and then the other thing I mean bless your husband he sounds like an absolutely <laughs> rock star of a guy yes <laughs> but the other thing that you said there that really resonated is that it doesn't need to be somebody that lives in the detail of what it is that you're trying to solve. Exactly. Yeah. Having someone with um, a diverse perspective on things very often just helps you solve whatever the issue is. Yeah. 
because uh, they don't get they don't get crowded by the detail in the way that you will as an expert but yeah uh, sorry I think you're going to move to your next question no 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 it's fine and that, that's that's brilliant comment and yeah going back to that that yeah because they, they're like an outsider aren't they so they see things in a different perspective than what you will see stuck right in the middle of it they'll look at it going whoa 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 hold on a minute what are you worrying about that for that's you can't control that so get that out of your head let's yep. look at this bit and then I always come away thinking oh yeah I feel a lot better now so much better <laughs> so let's move on to the next one then so why do you think resilience is such an important trait to have in the workplace then Don? whether you were you're working for somebody or whether you're a business owner yeah resilience at work is one of my favorite words actually and I think you and I have talked about that before <laughs> so I think it's so important because all of the things that we've talked about already, you know, work is a challenge intellectually, can be physically, it's demanding. You know, you want to do a good job with your team, with your colleagues, with your customers, with your clients. Um, and so because of that, there is a lot of pressure at work on people. And when there's pressure, you have to be able to withstand it in a good way, um, not let it dominate you. So being resilient is just so important to everything. You know, and I and I guess if I were to think about how do you know if you're resilient? Um, well, I guess a lot of the how you know if you're resilient is how do you feel about work? Do you get overwhelmed by it? Do you feel like it gets in the way of you being successful? So lots of ways in which you can measure whether you are resilient. But I think for me, on a on a personal basis, I go, I know I'm resilient because I've dealt with lots of difficult things, whether yeah. it's going back to what we were saying at the beginning, whether it's the challenge of sort of navigating your home and your work life simultaneously, whether it's having too much to do at work. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm resilient because of the things that we've talked about already. I delegate, yeah. I ask for help, I use role models, I write things down, I structure my thoughts. I'm kind of very aware of my own sort of mental health in, and it's just that I know that if I don't look after myself then everything else doesn't work yeah. around me I let my colleagues down I let the kids down let my family down so I kind of go I build in resilience in into the way I do things by just being good to myself so if I need to take a little time out whether that's half an hour to go for a walk or to you know grab a hot chocolate or whatever it is I do that because I know staying resilient makes me more effective yeah yeah, so it's super important. I, I think as well that people listening right now and going back to when I first started, I would not do that because I think I, I can't do that. I've got time. I've got so much to do. I can't do something for myself. That's like I'm not getting paid to do something for myself. So when I first had uh, a coach, a mentor, like going back quite a while now, he he always taught me to put things in my diary, you know, to, to take time out. Like you just said, go, going for a coffee on your own, taking your notepad or whatever. And I always used to think, stupidly obviously now looking back I can't do that that's in work time I need to do work in work time but that is work working on yourself is yeah. work like you've said so yeah. don't feel guilty about doing these little things for yourself because ultimately it will help everything that as, as you've just mentioned Dawn so that is yeah. a really good point and I hope that people aren't like Bev 12, 12, <laughs> 12 13 years ago where she's like I can't even take time out just to go to the I don't know go and have a coffee on my own because yeah. I feel like it's not doing paid work but it is you can see the improvement in yourself can't you when your own well-being and your own resilience like you've said is better than you just exactly. burning out exactly yeah. and you know we are humans we're not robots yeah um, and although our work program is you know typically seven or eight hours a day 
people don't finish the end of their working day and not think about work or never no. not do work. So I just think, you know, it's okay to take 10, 15 minutes, half an hour exactly. during the day. But yeah, clearing your head is just so important. And for years now in my diary, I always block time out just yeah. to, you know, a half hour because you, you cannot have six or seven back-to-back meetings with no yeah. gaps in between on completely different subjects and your brain be as effective on the last meeting as the first. Definitely. That's and that's madness to think that you can. And that's so, just human nature. So, yeah, don't think you're a robot. You're just human at the end of the day. So just I know this is like going a tough a tiny little bit then. And you don't yeah. know I'm going to ask you this, but I'm going to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your like really nice time out thing that you like done to do? So for me, I, I love a spa day. Like they're my favourite things ever. They're what gets me relaxing and chilling and forgetting about everything for a little bit of time. What What do you like to do? Yeah, so I'm a I'm a sporty person, so right. I, I love to swim. Yeah. Uh, cross country skiing and hiking. Wow. <laughs> and wow. The reason why I like all three of those things actually is that they involve no computers, no mobile phones, and actually you can't even have your phone or your computer with you while you're doing any of them properly. And actually, when I talked about swimming, I like to swim outside. So I love to be out in nature. I love to be out in the fresh air. And also when you exercise, you feel so much better in yourself. Yeah. So that's what yeah. I do to switch off. Oh, that sounds lovely. Uh, yeah, you're right. So when I'm at my spa day as well in this sauna, yeah, obviously I can't take my mobile in. So that's brilliant because I can't look on social media. I can't do anything. So that's that's a good thing. But yeah, it does massively help you to look after yourself. And in turn, it will look after your business or your career. I really could talk to you about this all day, but I think we've got to stop at some point, haven't we? So one last thing then, Dawn, please. We've talked so much today about everything, having that turning negatives into positives. Don't worry about what you can't control. Take that time out for yourself and don't be guilty of that. Do things to empty your head to all these things. Even what I said as well at the beginning, even watching like people on LinkedIn and stuff like that, watching mentors and, and, you know, positive people to get you in the moods for you to be positive and watching LinkedIn videos in the morning just to fire you up. All these things help towards you having that, that positive winning mindset, whether that's in your business or in your career. Um, but out of all of this, what is one key takeaway that you think that people should take away from today to start if they're feeling a bit overwhelmed or starting their journey in the career? What do you think, Dawn, is your one key takeaway, please? So my one key takeaway would be focus on being positive. Yes. Because everything else can stem from that. And I think having a positive mental approach to everything that you do helps you get there. It helps you overcome difficulties. It helps you influence other people wanting to help you. You know, yeah. it's a bit like if you smile at someone, they invariably smile back. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So the, the way that you are affects how other people are towards you. So if you're positive towards them, they'll be positive towards you. So I think that would be I mean, it's really hard to say is there one thing because yeah. being successful is a combination of lots of things, some of which you control, some of which you might not control. But I think if you approach every single thing that you do on as many days as you possibly can, thinking, I'm going to be all right here. This yeah. is going to be okay. I'm going to get through this or I'm going yeah. to succeed at this. Celebrate your successes along the way. You know, don't don't put your um, challenges or the failures too far down. Don't forget about them. Learn from them. But if you can bundle all of that together and go, just be positive. You know, why not? Mm. There's no reason not to be positive. It doesn't cost anything. It doesn't impact you involving anybody else. Yeah. <laughs> 
about what you can control. And I think if you can have that approach generally in life, because it applies at work and at home, actually you get through stuff. Exactly. You succeed and you enjoy it because, you know, life is not just about getting through it, actually. That sounds really negative. It's about making the most of it. Yeah. And in the wonderful opportunities that you can and whether you succeed by becoming super super successful or you're just happy it doesn't matter it's whatever success feels like for you and it's different for everybody but you know I have had some challenging times like we all have but what got me through them was just kind of always looking forward yeah definitely well yeah because if you were negative maybe we you wouldn't have got to where you were right now if I were negative, maybe I wouldn't have been able to sell my business. So, exactly. I, well, I know I wouldn't have been. Uh, but, but yeah, and you just hit the nail on the head. Why not? And why not you? So don't <laughs> think you don't deserve it. You're listening right now. You do deserve it. So re-listen to this podcast again. <laughs> Watch those YouTube videos. <laughs> Follow Dawn on LinkedIn. <laughs> Thank you so, so much, Dawn. It's been an absolute pleasure uh, having you on our podcast today. And listeners, we hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast. Like I said, listen to it again and again and again and make get yourself into that positive mindset. And we'd love to, you to subscribe to our channel as well because we've got tons more podcasts like this. So once again, thank you so much, Dawn, and we'll see you soon. Thank you. Bye, everybody.